Hello and welcome to Life Beat. We're recording our Faith and Life podcast today. This is Ken Stoltz, the Faith Outreach Coordinator for Right to Life of Michigan. And I'm so excited that you're joining me today. We've got a lot of information that uh, is just so important that uh, we're going to spend some time today just thinking about it together. Now, the first thing I want to share with you and I want us to think about together um, is something that I really hope is going to be review for all of you, if not most of you. Um, Law of Averages tells me that probably this is going to be brand new information for many, which is fantastic. So if you've already heard about the Reproductive Health Act that was introduced to the Michigan House on September 6th by some pro-abortion legislators, just hang on for a few minutes. There's some more information coming after we talk about this, and you can um, fact check me and review my information. Be sure that uh, we're getting this all right. So, uh, as I said, on September 6th, the Reproductive Health Act, which is just a bizarre name for what uh, this really is, was introduced into the Michigan House. Uh, it's a package of a number of bills that have cur- are currently uh, tied together, uh, though obviously they can separate them if they choose, but right now they're tied together, so it's all going as a single package of bills. And the package calls for the repeal of many common-sense abortion regulations. Regulations which really do continue to enjoy the broad support of Michigan citizens, including the majority of those who voted for Proposal 3. The, the numbers are staggeringly high. Um, well over 60-63% of Michigan voters are in favor of keeping the common sense regulations and uh, rules that this bill package is seeking to undo. Let me explain to you what we're thinking about. The Reproductive Health Act includes removing the following. They're going to remove, if this bill passes, this bill package passes, abortion clinic licensing regulation. Um, What they're going to do is have abortion clinics become self-regulating. Now, what could go wrong with that, right? Um, it's, it's not just the fox watching the hen house, it's the, the fox being in charge of the hen house. Um, nowhere in any medical practice in the state of Michigan are they allowed to be self-regulating. And so they're really looking to do a special carve-out just for abortion clinics and let them be self-regulating. Another thing that this package would remove is informed consent provisions, which include the 24-hour waiting period. They contend that it's just too onerous for a woman to go to the website, Department of Health and Human Services website, indicate that they have an interest in getting an abortion, uh, clicking a button, and waiting 24 hours before they go to the abortion clinic. There's a lot of great information available at this website, 
but the women who go there uh, aren't required to look at it. They're just required to say that they are now in that 24-hour waiting period. Again, the vast majority of voters in Michigan, it's over 63%, want to keep a 24-hour waiting period and informed consent as part of our Michigan law. Another just staggering piece that the Reproductive Health Act would remove would be the Medicaid funding ban. That means that you and I are going to start to pay through our taxes, through Medicare, for abortions for everyone who wants to come into the state to have an abortion. That was something that Right to Life of Michigan fought hard to get in place because, again, the vast majority of Michigan voters do not want our tax money to go to pay for abortions. As it turns out, the uh, pro-abortion legislators that introduced this feel that that is simply no longer constitutional because of Proposal 3 passing and they want just to get that out of the way. Breaks my heart to have to tell you this one, my friends. But if this bill passes as it is, it will remove the partial birth abortion ban. That's right. Again, it is currently illegal in Michigan to have a partial birth abortion. The pro-abortion legislators say that can't be allowed to stand. You have to be able to have now with Proposal 3 passing, you have the right to have an abortion at any time for any reason regardless of the development of the baby. So uh, now some are going to say, but there is a federal law in place that says you cannot have a partial birth abortion. Well, to those who would hang their hat on that argument, let me just point out that um, it's also a federal against federal law to use or possess marijuana in the state or in the country. It's illegal in the United States to possess or use marijuana. Um, how many of you have seen billboards for marijuana shops or the marijuana shops themselves as you're driving around? The reality is, though federal law says it's illegal, Michigan law says it is legal, and the federal government simply doesn't seem to have the time, the resources, or the interest to enforce that marijuana ban. And my guess is that they are not going to have the resources, the time, or the interest to fight against partial birth abortion either. Beloved, we cannot allow a law like this to uh, be passed in our state house. But we're not done yet. The Reproductive Health Act is also going to uh, remove the Born Alive Infant Protection Law. Uh, currently, if a baby is born alive, whether from an abortion that didn't go well or for any other reason, they have rights to medical care that will allow them um, an opportunity to live. This would remove that right for those um, infants that are born alive. This Reproductive Health Act would remove um, the humane disposal of fetal remains we uh, don't want to ever see fetal remains from an abortion, but if 
that is going to happen. We want them to be treated humanely, right? Not just tossed in a garbage can out back. Finally, one of the things that this law package would do is it would codify into state statute the language of Proposal 3, which would create a statutory right to an abortion in addition to constitutional right. And because there'd be a statutory right to this, it would allow for civil penalties for entities who infringe on those rights. Now, we don't know where they may take this, but can you imagine that uh, your church organizes a protest in front of an abortion clinic where you're just going to stand there and hold signs and, and offer to pray for people? And that you could be subject to civil penalties for simply trying to stand for life. Now is the time to take immediate action, beloved. We need all of us to not only ourselves, but to reach out to people we know, to talk to friends and family, to speak about this in our churches. We need to get in touch with all of our state legislators, no matter their political affiliation, no matter their perspective on abortion. And we need to tell them to vote no on the Reproductive Health Act. If you are not sure how to find your state senator or your state representative, you can call the Right to Life office in Grand Rapids at 616-532-2300 and we'll help you find your state senator and your state representative. Now, just a little bit of good news about all of this, if I can offer it right at this point. Anybody ready for some good news? State Representative Karen Whitsett um, has potentially... Um, revealed to us a little bit of uncertainty in the Democrat camp as it comes to them passing this package. Uh, she was uh, on WJR Detroit radio yesterday, um, I'm sorry, on Thursday, uh, September 21st, and when she was there, she said, there are some of us Democrats in the House that are really not entirely sure about all of the provisions of this Reproductive Health Act. She said there may be as many as six or seven who are uncertain. So, my friends, be praying for them. Be praying that they will continue to feel less and less comfortable with any of the provisions of the Reproductive Health Act, but for certain that they would vote no on this package. Now really is the time for action. Um, remind your legislators that every woman seeking an abortion has a right to know about the procedure she is about to have. She has a right to know about the risks involved in each abortion procedure. She has the right to know about possible alternatives to abortion. Right? I think it's obvious she does. Women have a right to know that the clinics that they are going to visit are clean, that they're inspected, that they're up to code. I mean, I wouldn't want to go get a hamburg from a place that isn't clean, inspected, and up to code. Why would someone want to have a medical procedure in a place that isn't? Women have a right to know of any clinic violations, any sanctions, or any complications that may have occurred in the clinic that they're thinking about going to. Uh, no industry is left to regulate itself, and certainly no other surgical procedure has ever been deregulated like this. 
Abortion clinic licensing and informed consent are not barriers to abortion. They're protections for women seeking abortion. Seatbelt laws and speed limits are not barriers to driving, right? They're protections for the drivers. Let's just apply that same common sense to keeping women safe and upholding their right to know. Let's be praying about the Reproductive Health Act, and let's be as certain as we can, because we have reached out to our senators, our representatives, and let them know where we stand, that this bill is not going to go through. All right, well, it's clear that the pro-abortion activists and pro-abortion people are continuing to press forward. It's pedal to the metal. They are eager to continue to see their agenda advanced. The people who are uh, partnering uh, with us in this battle against abortion are no less eager to go pedal to the metal and keep this fight for life up at 100%. And so, can I invite you to something? On Wednesday, November 8, we are going to be gathering about 5, 7, 8, 10,000 of us um, it's up to us, but wouldn't it be great if we set some kind of new record for the number of people on the Capitol lawn for any kind of a rally? The Michigan March for Life is going to be taking place on November 8, 2023. It's going to start at 11 o'clock in the morning with a great rally. There's going to be fun music. There's going to be um, very, very engaging speakers uh, the keynote speaker, uh, Janessia Davis, you need to hear what she has to say. Her story, her personal testimony is just so powerful. Be sure to be there to hear that. So many other voices will be speaking out about the pro-life uh, cause and how to carry that forward. So that's going to be at 11. Then at 12, we are going to have a peaceful march around the Capitol building. And we're just going to march. We're going to love on anybody that we would see. We're going to pray. And, and we're going to believe that just like Roe v. Wade finally fell, that Prop 3's constitutional amendment is going to fall in Michigan. Amen? It's going to fall. So, um, we want to invite you to be a part of the Michigan March for Life. If you're going to come... Um, first of all, we know that there are dozens and dozens of buses who are coming in. If you are coming in a bus, please be sure that your bus has been registered. We need to know that it's coming. We need to help the bus driver get to just the right place at the right time so that um, all of us can uh, get to the rally on time and in an orderly fashion. And if you're coming to the march, we really would like to know that you're coming. We'd love to have you RSVP. You can register your bus and you can RSVP at righttolife.rtl.org forward slash events forward slash march. Now, if that went too fast for you, um, just go to rtl.org and there will be information that you'll see there uh, on the landing page or again, please call our office, 616-532-2300, and we will be sure to get you in touch with the right people there in the office so that we can get you all signed up 
get all your questions answered. Now, some have said you're doing a March for Life, the first one we've ever had in Michigan, and you're going to do it on a Wednesday. What kind of sense does doing it on a Wednesday make? Well, it's not a convenient day. It would be more convenient if it was on a Saturday, right? When more people have time off from work, when it's easier to get there, when businesses in downtown Lansing are not fully engaged. But there's a very strategic reason for us having this march on Wednesday, November 8th. This is the first anniversary of the passing of Proposal 3 in Michigan. And we just simply believe that this is the right opportunity for all advocates for life, advocates of all ages, all political persuasions uh, from all across the state to join with one voice and to say, we are not done fighting for life. We may have lost a battle, but we've not given up the war. We're going to keep fighting. It's a way for us to let our pro-life legislators know that we've got their backs, that we care, that we're engaged. It's a way of letting the pro-abortion legislators know we're watching, we're paying attention. Be very careful what you do because there's another election coming up. And it sends a powerful message to the state and to the nation that Michigan is not done, that we are continuing to battle every step of the way to protect innocent life from conception to natural death. Now, I just know you want to join us. Join us, join us, please. If you are at a school, in a school system, see if you can get a field trip organized. If you are um, a homeschooler, uh, get together with some other homeschoolers, get a couple of vans and come on over. If uh, What a, a great way to be part of a historical event like this. What a great homeschool opportunity. If you're in your, uh, part of a church and your church hasn't mentioned it yet, talk to your pastor as quickly as you can and say, Pastor, um, I've heard about this March for Life. How can we be a part of it? So need you to get engaged. Thank you. I'm looking forward to meeting so many of you at the Michigan March for Life on Wednesday, November 8th. Now, there's another way that you can show your support for life. This one is going to be locally. There are over 80 life chain events coming up on the first Sunday of October, Sunday, October 1. Um, you can join in um, a life chain in like I said, over 80 different cities and municipalities around the state. Um, it is a one-hour time of standing alongside of the road, holding a sign, just a very gentle sign, and praying. You don't engage with the people driving by. You don't argue. You don't debate. You, you just simply stand there with a sincere look, uh, smile on your face, and you just pray. If you'd like some information about where LifeChain may be going on in your neighborhood, just go to LifeChain.org, LifeChain.org, and you will find all the information there that you need. Also, the first Sunday of October is the beginning of what has been designated once again as the Respect Life Month. Respect Life Month is a special time when we can, again, stop and remember the precious gift that God has given us in life, and we can have an opportunity 
to uh, stand together with brothers and sisters. So um, Sunday, October 1st, is also Respect Life Month. A part of Respect Life Month, if you're not going to be um, having a special service on that Sunday, is uh, you can do this on your own. You can do this with a few friends or in your family, in your small group from church. Um, it is a special prayer emphasis. We're, we're uh, the special, I'm sorry, the Respect Life people have called for a special time of prayer, nine days of prayer from October 30, 13 to 21. October 13 to 21, nine days of prayer. And if you would like some information about Respect Life Month, if you would like some information about, well, what are some suggested prayer topics for uh, this uh, nine-day emphasis, you can go to respectlife.org, respectlife.org, and you'll find all the resources that you need right there. While I was there reading through the information, I came across this question, which has just been haunting me ever since I read it. Um, as part of the literature, they say, we must honestly ask ourselves, what radical, out-of-the-ordinary actions have I taken to help a pregnant or parenting mother in need or proactively contribute to a culture of life in some other way? We are pro-life people. Right to Life of Michigan is pro-life to its very core. So it's a great question to ask. What have I done? What have I done? that's a radical, out-of-the-ordinary action to help a lady uh, uh, who, who finds herself in an unexpected, unplanned pregnancy or to proactively contribute to a culture of life in this country in some other meaningful way. So um, encourage you to be a part of that. Certainly Isaiah 62, verse 6, we, we, you know that passage, I know you do. It says, I've set a watchman on the wall, God says, and the purpose of the watchman on the wall is to pray. It's to see what's coming, to see what's going on, to be aware of the circumstances around us, and to pray. Uh, and, and God even says, don't let me go. Just keep pressing in. Keep praying. So Respect Life Month is a great reminder that we need to be people of action and people of prayer when it comes to promoting a, a culture of life, of being pro-life in very significant and powerful ways. I also want to uh, remind you that the 2024 elections are coming up, and it's not too soon to be praying for those. Uh, Michigan is still looking um, for, uh, we, actually, we, we think we may have found one, but um, no uh, final decisions have been made, it seems, at this point. But we're looking for a pro-life person who can run for U.S. Senate from the state of Michigan, who can run and can win. So will you pray for us uh, as we're trying to be a part of that process? Will you pray with us that a candidate who um, can uh, not only win but can be faithful to a pro-life position and can carry a pro-life agenda um, on into Washington on our behalf is uh, rises to the surface and, and then is elected. So, beloved, it is uh, a time for action. Um, I know that there are so many causes 
that are calling for your attention. And the truth is, they all, most of them at least, are very legitimate causes, and it's right for them to look to the church for support. It's right for them to look for pastors to support. It's right for them to look to believers for support. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't be engaged in those causes, but I am pleading with you to be engaged in this one as well. If you have to choose, I would love it if you chose the cause of right to life of Michigan and defending life from conception to natural death. The, the powerful and significant reality is that we have to do all that we can do. And um, I know I haven't done all I can. I want to do more. I believe that we're on the same page together there, that we've done some, we can do more. The fact that you're still listening to this uh, Life Beat podcast makes me think that you're in the same camp as I am, that I'm ready, I'm ready to stand on the line, I'm ready to say no more abortion in Michigan, no more taking of innocent life, no more infanticide in Michigan, no more euthanasia in Michigan, no more. We draw the line here, and we are going to contend for life. We're going to contend for life. Amen? That's why we're together. So it's been a delight to be with you. If there's anything that I can do at Right to Life of Michigan, uh, please feel free to give the office a call and ask for Ken Stultz. It'd be my joy and my honor to uh, be able to support and to encourage you. In the meantime... Till I see you at the march on November 8th, have a blessed, blessed time.